to uh, episode five of season two of Little Insights. Um, how's everyone doing? Going all right? It's just me still, Ben. Just, oh, flipping heck. Still in lockdown, not lots changed. Although, we're obviously, we haven't got any messages, so we're not branching out massively into the way of uh, the online world, but we must have been making headway somewhere because we've been sent, look at this, right? Look at this, a box of 20 books by Doug Lamoff, teaching in the online classroom. They're promoting, they're using us to promote material, mate. Uh, they didn't send them, Ben. What? I, I bought these. You what? What are you on? <laughs> I bought. I bought them for the school. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Very good. Uh, whose budget? Uh, your budget. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there I was thinking we'd made massive inroads. Lamov was contacting us, promoting his materials, and it's just a freebie. Actually, it's not even a freebie. It's cost me money. But it's worthwhile. Twenty US dollars. That's how much a book is these days. I don't think I've okay. that. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, I, I, before we start plugging this, I had planned on talking about Teach Meets, but I mean, what do you make of the book so far, considering you've bought it? But, you know. um, I haven't had a chance to finish reading it. Okay. Um, it's not the thickest book, so I do think it's um, something that people can get into. Um, what I would say is it's quite good in that it's got, inside the book, it's got little links to video clips where they've done recordings of the strategies. Okay. okay. So that's also kind of embracing that online learning, that online world. Um, in kind of typical Doug Lamoff's uh, style, it's broken down into actual how to do strategies for different things in the classroom. So, you know, about that synchronous, asynchronous learning that we've spoken about in the past, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so how you can do those in strategies, um, how to build in procedures, routines. So it's, it's still got its kind of well, maybe, usual. Maybe we sort of dissect some of this sort of digest it as part of the podcast week by week, maybe look at a, a chapter and a, a strategy or a piece of engagement. I quite like that idea of cultural retention and engagement. I think that's something we were going to touch on with with regards to uh, our topic today. So Yeah, and I think we mentioned this in the past, actually, is that you've got to be careful with the online world where you've got to be careful by attendance isn't engagement. Yeah. Just because you're online doesn't yeah. mean you're engaged. But... Massively. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, so we... We did attend a, te a teach meet, a remote one. Yeah, very first ever remote remote teach meet. What do you think of it? Yeah, well, you presented as well, which was good. So that's good. To then I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really engaging, and I thought, do you know what was sort of plain and clear to me was that how adaptable you know the profession is, and how brilliant so many members of this sort of education world are at actually kind of getting out there difficult, challenging circumstances, but kind of adapting and doing the very best they can for the kids they teach. I thought that came through really clear. I thought there were so many different little strategies that kind of whether it would be technical know-how, bits and pieces like that. Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah, I thought it was a good array of things for people with different levels of confidence. Yeah. You know, you, there was a lot, of th a lot of things in there that can make your lessons engaging, which some were, you know, the, the Kahoot, yeah. which a lot of people are comfortable with, but then some other kind of different things like quizzes that are yeah. a little bit harder. Yeah, um, I suppose if I was talking about one thing that stood out for me, it was Moat. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, member of staff actually had mentioned it um, prior to seeing it at Teach Me, but obviously having the opportunity to be 
in front of a screen and seeing it demo to me um, was really good. So I've downloaded it. So it's um, it's an extension you can add. Uh, so we use Google Classroom here. So you can have it as an extension on your Chrome browser. Uh, it basically is a little button where you where the feedback is. It allows you to record your voice. Okay. And it's sometimes just a lot quicker just to record what you're saying. Yeah. And then it just adds it in as a little snippet where the pupil can then play that back and they hear you giving oh, them the verbal feedback. Um, it allows for really personalized feedback, quick. Um, I thought it was really good, really good strategy. Yeah, yeah. So, well, especially with that kind of like the culture of us not being so personal, you know, the distance we have between us in terms of the screen, in terms of the fact that, you know, that, that little bit of personalized feedback could be really beneficial to people at home. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think it brings, brings it a little bit closer, doesn't it? A little bit more of the the kind of the normal classroom yeah and also i think that that strikes me as something that possibly you know in a different context in a different world when when things possibly do go back to normal actually there's something that could be continued or used to provide or, or to support teacher well-being marking workload we know that's one of the biggest gripes of teachers actually the amount they have to mark and if it could be done by that by voice rec recording then maybe that's another way of lightening that workload or yeah, I, I think it, potentially it could be one of those things that we keep. Yeah, and um, I, I really do like the Google Classroom. I think it's a good, good yeah. route for even providing feedback and for collating yeah. um, assessments and things from pupils. And that might be something that you can adopt in a post lockdown world where you, even though the kids are back in the room, it could be an avenue for mm. providing feedback. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at that junction now where we're starting to see a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of having a roadmap as to when things might be back to normal. And I think one thing I'd say is that certainly from a leadership point of view, it's not losing sight of some of these great things that have happened. And I think things like, you know, the fact that we've done online parents evening, you know, people have been able to do it from almost the comfort of their own homes. Um, you know, parents evenings have always been sort of that thing where you kind of have a late night at school and actually if it just makes that bit of workload again easier. Yeah, that's what, really interesting. What did you like in the teaching? Uh, well, actually, I've... I've Sort of, there was a lot of great practice. I've actually done something that wasn't mentioned at the Teach Meet, but I've been I've been trying out a few times um, a program called Loom. Okay, so that's a similar sort of thing in the sense that it's something that you download, and basically it's a package that allows you to share your screen, uh, you know, whether it's a PowerPoint or whatever it might be, and your your face appears as a little icon at the bottom, and you can basically talk through and present your your PowerPoint. So previously where I've had non-live lessons but I had to put up the, the resources it's all been it felt like it's been a bit stale it's been just like a series of instructions you know you try and make the tasks interesting you try and make the tasks personalized but because literally you're not there um, I've always felt a sort of sense of guilt but actually this loom felt like you know I was almost doing the live lesson and it's you know a live recording if I'm honest there's times when I stutter when I'm doing it you know give a kind of brief overview but in terms of maybe getting that clarity of message I think absolutely that's a really beneficial tool because one, it's personalised, two, you're actually talking to the class and, you know, you can really make sure that your directional instructions are, are, are clear and, and, and laid out for you. So that was a really real simple and for me, really easy in terms of a user face and a user friendly kind of programme. So pumping loom, we're promoting a lot of the things at the moment, but yeah. So how, was the, how was the recording on it? Was it quite easy? Really simple, really simple. So once you've downloaded it, once you've gone through that process, the actual process of recording, there's a little icon at the bottom you can record, you can pause at any point. I haven't actually messed around. There are things where you can do features and draw things on, on top of your PowerPoint or whatever, or whatever the screen is that you're showing. Uh, and then it simply captures it as a, as a web link 
and then you just post that out. So you can actually download it if you want it onto your own sort of system. But if you just want it as a kind of cloud-based uh, service, then yeah, Loom, I strongly recommend it. I think it's a, a potential out there. And when we talk about things like asynchronous and being synchronous, and not necessarily always being live, and I know people have a lot of challenges around always being live at the right time. That's a way of you know being able to create a resource that potentially you could actually have for years to come. Because you know I'm thinking like intervention or something like that. If you've built a bank of kind of you know sort of segments or chunks of lessons that are about specific things and you deliver it really well, then actually that could be you know, used over time and time. Okay, so I suppose the message to everybody who's listening is continue to try some of these new technologies give them a go you know we're doing it um not all of them always pan out but obviously give them a go and I've been, i was working with breakout rooms um last week uh, whilst it's got many benefits it's also got challenges so i think be brave and give these things a go yeah brilliant um you'll be happy to know got yeah. a guest this week we didn't have one last week oh have we yeah um, is it doug lamoff it's not doug oh. Lamoff, sorry no. So Doug, Doug's actually not heard of us or done anything with us. He's not. He's never heard of us. We just paid him a load of money for. Like, yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. Just to clarify. But uh, no, we got Nick up next. Oh, Nick. Um, okay. From NCE, going to talk oh, to us okay. about the apprenticeships that are available to teachers and non-teaching staff. But okay. hopefully, provide a little insight into into oh, that okay. world. Seamless. And uh, hopefully, the recordings work. So I tried something different this time. Obviously, it's socially distanced. So I hope the sounds okay. But we'll find out. Brilliant. Right, uh, so good afternoon. We're joined by Nick Hurd from NCE. Afternoon, Nick. Afternoon, Ross. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Thanks, mate. Really good. How's Very the... delighted to join you. Yeah, how's the, the move to the online world treating you? Um, do you know what? Surprisingly good. We've um, we've really sort of flipped um, our approach. We've sort of built a lot of store on um, face-to-face and being, you know, relationship building and making magic in the room. And um, we've managed to sort of replicate that as a college. But the downside has been that my I can barely see my screens anymore, so I've got to go and get glasses, which, <laughs> um, which at 45, the uh, optician said was, uh, you know, my age. And I'm still waiting for a response as to whether that's because I'm entering middle age or leaving middle age, um, she wouldn't be drawn. But other than that, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to be drawn on that either. Uh, <laughs> um, That's too kind. That's good. Right, so we've invited you on to talk about apprenticeships and what the NC, uh, sorry, NCE does, because um, I think it's fairly new in terms of the apprenticeship side to education. I don't think that many people are familiar what is actually on offer. Um, so hopefully we're going to kind of provide an insight into that. Um, before we get started, I've got five quick fire round questions for you. So it's just first thing that comes to your mind. So you just make yep. a choice. So um, would you prefer a parents' evening or an open evening? Parents' evening. Why? Because you can really, um, you know, uh, build that connection with your parents and those relationships that help build the, the wider um, stuff you do with a, a young person. I think it is a real chance to sort of cement that support and care around an individual um as opposed to um you know i know parents evenings can be um fun for students can't they they can be negative i like to sort of address the elephants in the room and just be then look at how we can work together to support yeah well yeah i suppose it's that one opportunity isn't it that face-to-face and um you miss that otherwise really i think yeah you know it's um a lot of what we do, you know, so, well, I think the, 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 the pandemic's shown us that we do a lot more than just teach children. 
And I think the, the when you get you know working with a parent in partnership with a young person, that really comes to to the fore. And you can really leverage that relationship you have with the parent, the community to to support the learner to be the best they can be. So okay, good. Um, second one: Would you rather have dinner with the head teacher or an NQT? NQT. And why did you choose that? Because the I, I love the energy that um, newly qualified teachers bring to the profession. So they see things that you haven't seen. They you know expose your blind spots. Um, there's a raw energy and and sort of untainted um, excitement and I think total disregard for the the, the job that they're going to do and they just take it you know in terms of the work and everything else they're, they're untarnished yeah. and uh, unjaded and they just uh, just bring you know just see things that you know that we don't maybe see and um, I think um, you know when you're you're sort of having dinner with your head teacher let's be honest that's no one really wants to do that. It's like being asked to be a best man at a wedding. It's a great honour to be asked, but you'd rather go and have a catch up with the NQT and find out all the exciting things that they've learned on training and could bring into your school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, online learning or learning in the classroom? Tough one. Um, I was a PE teacher, so I'll be classroom um, for me just because you can um, – create moments and I'm not saying you can't do that and learn it on, online but I like the fact that you can um, um, really build connections that sort of go beyond just the, the learning content and you can create an energy and an excitement in a group of young people that, that I think is difficult to, to do virtually and bearing in mind that we're a, as a, you know, a species of you know we're social in our interactions I think you can really um leverage all aspects of that yeah no i think even the most competent people with the it uh, that's the struggle isn't it is how do you create that excitement that buzz the engagement and um, when you're yeah. remotely it's quite hard and also you know also i love i quite like the um you know the fact that there's i don't think i've ever taught a lesson where it's got 100 right and and the the young people you work with are very keen to make sure you know that and, uh, you, can, <laughs> you know you guys have a bit of fun can't you yeah no i agree um have you ever experienced the power of the bit crystal to pen did you explain to me more the power of <laughs> so bit crystals a pen it's a, a type yeah. of pen um and for those people who have written with it there's a big thing going on in my school about whether this is the best pen for a teacher um it's smooth. It glides across the page. Yeah. Um, it's one of those pens that you could take into your exam and write for an hour and a half and your wrist doesn't ache at the end. Yeah. Have you, have you ever written with one? Um, do you know what? I um, I haven't. I always preferred the Uniball Eye okay. fine liner, which is, again, it's a, it's a, you know, a blatant uh, brand plug is a Mitsubishi pencil company pen and I can say that because I'm actually holding it <laughs> and I like the array of colours it comes in and it just I find that you know enables me to glide across the paper without creating braille on pages beneath which as I recall the Big Crystal was very good at although the Big Crystal I certainly do remember was fantastic for rolling up bits of tissue and taking the uh, the actual pen mechanism out and then firing it across at somebody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you can do, still do that. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's you know, as teachers, we wouldn't advocate that clearly. No. 
Um, well, interestingly, you've plugged your own pen. Uh, we, so we try to plug this pen every episode. Uh, we're trying to grow its appeal amongst the teaching body. <laughs> but uh, we now got a competitor. Yeah, the Univor Y. <laughs> That's it. Uh, la last kind of not so quick round of questions. Um, would you prefer to mark 30 books or deal with um, an irate parent on a phone call? Irate parent on a phone call. Why? Um, because once they've once, I think in time the time it takes to deal with an irate parent is a lot less. It's a part of the job that everyone hates and I used to love because you. I found that if you can kill them with kindness and listen really, really empathetically, you can um, usually you know deal with the um, the issue quite quite easy. Um, and um, and then use that to build a, a, a relationship with a parent that was maybe not engaged, and then you can turn them around quite quickly to re-engage them. I think thirty books, um, yeah, it's a heavy in your bag to take home. It's it's um, you know you you become the victim of your own success, don't you? If you teach really well, you've got more to mark. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's that's even more marking. Where you know, a difficult parent at the end of the day turn them around to um, be an advocate and um, and bring them on um, every day of the week okay great um thank you so um that's kind of the end of the quick fire round questions um ashi's come onto this podcast to kind of explain to staff what it is that the nce does and the kind of apprenticeship routes i think when we think apprenticeship we think of something perhaps that our students are going into rather than something that's actually available to ourselves um so yeah, yeah if you could yeah, shed a light uh, on that yeah, I think you're, you're probably right. I think if you think of apprentice, you've got like a, a Rodney type sort of um, view with somebody getting the tools out of the van and being on the tools. Um, I think the, the, the modern apprenticeship is very different. So if you think about an apprentice being anybody that's employed, that's undertaking work-based learning, that changes it mm. um, significantly. And um, we work with 1,300 uh, school-based apprentices so from head teachers mat ceos all the way down to um, um emerging leaders so maybe uh, uh, recently qualified teachers that are looking for their first leadership step and um and all of the sort of the levels in between and it's a really great way of studying whilst on the job having your your, your fees for your study paid for so we, um, one of the, one of the programs is a master's linked program, and you get that paid for, and gives the people a chance to find some space to reflect about what they're doing in their job, and find areas that they want to grow in professionally or secure more understanding in, as well as recognising the bits they do well. Yeah, I think I, I mean I could obviously speak from my experience, and I found it a, a huge benefit um, doing the course that I've been doing. Um, but it isn't it isn't just for senior leaders, is it? It is there is options for staff who are more predominantly classroom based right right through yeah i think um i think one of the things i'm most proud of with the college is our is our offer so we've got um a, you know the future leader program for for teachers and non-teaching uh, colleagues uh, which is a, which i think is really important because across all our programs we you know uh, our support staff and non-teaching colleagues do um you know traditionally in cpd get left behind um, so we're very proud that we've got programs that fit for them as well. Um, so there's an emergent leader, future leader program if you're looking at your first sort of area of responsibility in school. And, and we work on the basis that we pre-train people. So education kind of backfills. So, so in, in school you would get promoted and then you would learn very quickly on the job how to do it. We believe if we can train colleagues first, 
when the job then comes up, they're in a better place to do it. So that you then, you know, it's much more of sort of efficient from a business point of view. The um, the middle leader program is um, exactly that 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 secures and extends um, you know middle leadership aspiration or practice. So you know, helping equip middle leaders with um, a management qualification, a project that they develop, and then the senior leader program, which you're on, um, as you know, you know, extends and challenges um, at that level. We've, we've also got a, a, a new, a really exciting program coming on, which is a level four coaching and mentoring program, which um, will be linked directly to um, Tom Sherrington and Oliver Caviglioli's teaching walkthroughs. So it's about instructional coaching, and that's going to be a fantastic um, set of skills for colleagues that maybe want to stay really close to the classroom and develop their, you know, how they develop other colleagues um, as well. But you know, we're just really passionate about giving the profession the opportunity to um, train its um, colleagues for for nothing because it's all paid for out of a tax called the apprenticeship levy. Yeah, um, and yeah, I suppose that's the the biggest benefit to schools is that this is you know training's never free and it does come with a cost, especially if you're having to cover the classroom. But the you know the opportunity to provide those courses through an apprenticeship levy um, is a is a big bonus. Um, I think, yes. yeah. I think um, also just for staff who haven't had the opportunity, I think we're not. From my experience, it's probably one of the first um, training courses I've gone on that has really challenged my understanding. I feel like when I've gone on other training days, it's a thing. My understanding and my beliefs have kind of more been reinforced. Um, you know, I've gone to things and thought, "Oh, yeah, no, I know this. Good, I'm doing the right thing." Whereas yeah. actually, it's always been. A very much an open challenge and that's where you've kind of been exposed to new material as well i think yeah i think we have a, we have a job of um of making you know to encourage colleagues to think and um one of the things that i'm really proud of is that the colleagues come away from their their engagements with us and albeit virtual at the minute um they come away with um, their heads hurting where they've been made to think really hard about what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, and the impact of that. And then they go back to their, their school settings, and whether that be support staff or um, teaching staff or leadership team, whatever their role, that they then have that space to contextualise it yeah. and then really think about, well, what does this mean for me in my setting with my, my team, my students, my community? And that's where I think the, the real magic happens. It's there's, there's amazing things going on, and you're you know you're working on your uh, dissertation change project now. That's going to have a legacy impact. And I think we're actually sort of helping shape the profession with the the 1,300 learners that are on program now. Probably they won't see it until they've moved on into their next two three year roles, because it's the legacy that they're leaving behind that's shaping where the profession's going. And I think given the, the lack of direction that we have as a, educators at the minute, it's a really exciting opportunity to take hold of it again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so if the staff who do want their heads hurting in an academical sense, um, they can uh, they can go onto the NC, uh, NCE website, which is online, um, but also yeah. is the, the podcast. So, yeah, we've got um, – so they can find, you can find out about our programmes at nationaleducation.college. It looks a bit weird, but it's a dot college. Um, 
um, domain and you'll find out about all of our programs and, then, and yeah this is a new thing for me being this side of the mic um, I host a, a podcast on a Tuesday night called the NCE Live where we have um, thinkers and speakers leaders from education and outside of the sector just bringing in different ideas and um, you can find that on um, I think it's on um, um it's definitely on iTunes, it's on Spreaker, and it's on, um, I can't think what the, what the other music platform is, that's my age. Spotify? Spotify, that's it, well done, there you go. <laughs> um, and it's on Spotify. Great, okay, uh, so, well, thank you very much for your time, Nick. That's, that's quite right, really enjoyed it, thanks for the chat, and uh, look forward to uh, catching up soon. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, so uh, from today's episode, uh, we like to end with a little bit of a takeaway. And we're going to just basically today list a few things that you might want to try. So just real simple things that we're going to signpost you towards uh, that you might want to take away and give a go in your own time when you're remote learning. So, yep. So uh, try whiteboard.fi. Okay. What does that do? It's uh, for a quick AFL tool. Okay. Okay. Nice one. Okay. You could try Spiral, which is basically one platform for all your assessment apps. Uh, try Moat, which will allow you to record your voice and give verbal feedback. Okay. Padlet. Some of you may have heard of this before, but Padlet is basically almost like a kind of online notice board post-it system. And if you've got Microsoft as opposed to Google, try Hacks. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one that I've uh, had a little bit of success with this week, Loom. So um, give give Loom a go. It's a, a way of recording uh, your online lesson, so you're not necessarily always live, but you can be personalised. And if uh, Little Insights isn't enough uh, podcast for you in a week, you can uh, sign up and have a listen to hashtag NCE Live um, with Nick Hurd on Tuesdays. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you.